Hey there, it's Monday, September 26th, 2022. And this is the M News Now. We're bringing you the latest news from the cannabis industry. So get ready. A new research study by Leafly and Whitney Economics concluded that communities that do not support legal cannabis sales are inadvertently supporting black market sales. The Opt-Out Report 2022 project had analysts and economists examining a variety of sales, population, and data from 14 states with legal adult-use retail markets. The Leafly-Whitney team found that the more per capita cannabis stores, the fewer street dealers there were. States with more legal, licensed, and regulated stores had far more success in putting illegal marijuana sellers out of business, whereas states with fewer legal-regulated cannabis stores tended to have the strongest black markets. Most of the legal recreational cannabis states allow local municipalities to choose if they want to opt out of allowing businesses, which the study found is effectively creating an economically protected illegal street selling zone without competition from the legal regulated sales. Many local leaders are voting to opt out of allowing legal regulated cannabis because they assume that this would keep it out of their community. But in reality, that's never going to happen. People will always find a way to access weed. And in an unregulated market, Black market sellers don't worry about product quality or check for age verification. Legal, regulated retail cannabis stores offer quality, lab-tested products. And consumers know that they'll be able to find a wide variety of safe products there. That draws people away from black market sales and therefore creates an environment with far fewer illicit sales and all the negative consequences that come with the black market. The research study's report said that communities that opted out of allowing legal cannabis were indirectly encouraging adult consumers to purchase illegal products. And this, they found, is putting public health in danger with untested products. They're also losing out on the tremendous tax revenue potential from legal sales. Florida medical marijuana patients will, for the first time, be able to buy Wiz Khalifa's cannabis products beginning this weekend. A limited number of True Leave dispensaries in Florida will have the Khalifa Kush brand products available for sale starting this Saturday, October 1st. The product line will expand to all True Leave's statewide locations in the coming months. This weekend's kickoff day, though, will feature Khalifa Kush swag and prizes, as well as special visits by Wiz Khalifa himself at several locations. He will personally meet with some True Leave patients at three South Florida dispensaries on Saturday, October 1st. At 1 p.m. in Coral Springs on Atlantic Boulevard, at 2.30 p.m. in Hollywood on Hollywood Boulevard, and at 4 p.m. in North Miami Beach on Biscayne Boulevard. Each of these three event locations will have swag available, and they'll also have live DJs. And, in addition to all that, a select number of patients at the three locations that Khalifa is visiting will also be receiving tickets to attend the Khalifa Kush After Party on Saturday night, being held at a Miami nightclub. In 2018, in Nevada, phlebotomists began riding with police officers as volunteers to assist in testing drivers suspected of DUIs for intoxication. The phlebotomist's ability to draw blood on the spot served as a much more effective way of testing for intoxication than breathalyzers. Two years after that volunteer program started, the Nevada Office of Traffic Safety provided a grant to pay those phlebotomists, and at that time, they only were working on weekends and holidays. But beginning next month, phlebotomists will be on patrol with the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department seven nights a week to collect blood samples at traffic stops and accidents. DUI suspects could refuse a field blood test, but they'd be taken to jail upon refusal. And at the jail, officers can still get a warrant from an on-call judge to force a blood draw. 
After a long, drawn-out dispute, the Arkansas Supreme Court has just ruled that voters will have a recreational marijuana measure up for vote on this November's ballot. Despite activists submitting more than enough valid signatures for the proposal to qualify for the ballot, the State Board of Election Commissioners rejected the measure, saying that the ballot title did not adequately explain the amendment to voters. The Arkansas Secretary of State had also challenged the validity of the measure. Responsible Growth Arkansas, which is the group behind the campaign to legalize, filed an appeal to the state Supreme Court. And this past Thursday, the court issued its final decision, and they ruled that the amendment measure will appear on the ballot. Responsible Growth Arkansas's attorney, Steve Lancaster, said, We are extremely grateful to the Supreme Court that they agreed with us and felt that it was a complete validation of everything we've done. We're excited and moving on to November. State Supreme Court Justice Sean Womack said, It is for the people, not this court, to exercise the right to amend the Constitution. And our court must continue to preserve this first power of the people with Arkansas by not supplanting the decisions with ours. Mississippi's medical marijuana program is slated to begin sales in November, and there are already 113 licensed dispensaries on file with the state's Department of Revenue. So far, The state has collected nearly $6 million in application and license fees from the various cannabis businesses, including dispensaries, cultivators, transportation companies, processors, and testing operations in the state. Once sales begin, medical marijuana purchases will be subject to a 7% state sales tax, which is expected to add even more money to the nearly $6 million that they've already collected in fees. Wisconsin's Democratic governor, Tony Evers, signed an executive order last week asking for a special legislative session on October 4th, with the goal of allowing citizen initiatives to be on voting ballots. Cannabis advocates are hopeful that this could pave the way for marijuana legalization initiatives to be voted on. Governor Evers said that the main reason he's doing this is to find a way to protect reproductive rights, saying that this could be the way that citizens can repeal old state laws which currently restrict abortion access. But in addition to this, Governor Evers has also been a strong advocate for cannabis legalization, and he stated that this method could also help the cannabis cause as well. His executive order says that the ability for citizen-broad initiatives is necessary, because there are countless instances regarding pressing issues of statewide importance to Wisconsin where the legislator has repeatedly rejected or altogether refused to consider policies that have broad and bipartisan public support of the people of the state. For example, despite nearly 70% of all registered voters in Wisconsin saying that they believe that cannabis should be legal, lawmakers in the state have consistently failed to work on enacting any legal support for this. Governor Evers said, This is the opportunity to live this out, the will of the people as the law of the land. Wisconsin Democracy Campaign Executive Director Matthew Rothschild spoke of his support of the governor's executive order, saying, When we, the people, aren't getting what we overwhelmingly want, then there's something seriously wrong with our democracy. In order for Governor Evers' proposal to be made into law, a resolution must first be approved by the state legislator in two consecutive sessions. Right now, Republicans control both the Senate and the Assembly, so it's uncertain if they'll allow this latest path. Some state lawmakers have filed bills to legalize cannabis for adult use. And Assembly Majority Leader Jim Steinecke has said legalization is likely to happen at some point. But the legislator has so far failed to pass even more modest proposals like decriminalization or the legalization of medical cannabis. Maine's adult-use recreational cannabis sales have been consistently growing month over month since starting nearly two years ago. 
these sales increases are despite the fact that the majority of municipalities in the state have chosen not to opt in to allowing sales. There are currently only about 10% of all municipalities in the state that do allow for licensed retailers in their jurisdictions. That's just 52 towns and cities out of close to nearly 500 municipalities in the state. But despite the lack of available locations, the state has sold $98.3 million in cannabis so far in 2022, which is an increase of 120% over the same time last year. Earlier this year, Kentucky State Senate failed to move on a cannabis legalization measure after the House had cleared the issue. Because of this, Kentucky's Democratic governor, Andy Bashir, has indicated that he will be taking executive action to authorize medical cannabis in the state. The governor appointed a 17-member Medical Cannabis Advisory Committee in June to help establish a medical marijuana policy for the state. At a recent news conference, Governor Bashir cited that committee's report, which included testimonials from doctors, pharmacists, and advocates about the benefits of cannabis for patients. No word yet on what the next move is to further the issue. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates. And follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later. Later.